While much valuable Christian literature from prior centuries has been republished in recent years, the particular Baptists have been largely ignored. Yet, their contributions in the areas of biblical exegesis, theology, history, and practical Christian living have much to offer today's church. The particular Baptists have always demonstrated a firm and faithful commitment to the gospel of Jesus Christ, its proclamation to all the world, and the inspiration, inerrancy, and absolute authority of all of Scripture. We at Particular Baptist Heritage Books desire to champion this God-glorifying, Christ-exalting, word-centered legacy by producing high-quality, handcrafted, hard-cased editions of Particular Baptist works, which we hope will endure for generations to come. Particular Baptist Heritage Books is a nonprofit publishing ministry founded in connection with a local church. With the help from an advisory board consisting of Calvinistic Baptist pastors and scholars, we seek to preserve the history, theology, and relevancy of our particular Baptist forebears by publishing and promoting their most important literary works. Our mission is to glorify God and to strengthen His church by furnishing Christians with the very best of the particular Baptist literary heritage. And so we invite you, come and deepen your Baptist roots at www.particularbaptistbooks.com www.particularbaptistbooks.com Welcome to Confessing the Faith, a theological and devotional walk through the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. I'm your host, Sam Waldron, pastor of Grace Reformed Baptist Church in Owensboro, Kentucky, and president of Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. We come today to consider chapter 11 of the Confession, which takes up the crucial subject of justification. The text of this chapter of the Confession is almost identical with that of the Westminster, this fact underscores the complete agreement of its writers with the doctrine of justification held by Luther and the whole Protestant Reformation. Indeed, the doctrine of justification by faith alone may properly be described as the cardinal doctrine of the Reformation. Let's begin by reading the summary of this doctrine contained in paragraph 1 of chapter 11. Those whom God effectually calleth, he also freely justifieth not by infusing righteousness into them, but by pardoning their sins, and by accounting and accepting their persons as righteous, not for anything wrought in them or done by them, but for Christ's sake alone, not by imputing faith itself, the act of believing, or any other evangelical obedience to them as their righteousness, but by imputing Christ's active obedience unto the whole law and passive obedience in, the, in his death for their whole and soul righteousness, they receiving and resting on him and his righteousness by faith, which faith they have not of themselves, it is the gift of God. Time permits us only to concentrate our attention on five of the most important issues related to this crucial doctrine over the next several podcasts. First, let us consider its necessity. The doctrine of justification brings us to the central question of religion. How can I be right with or just before God? We will not appreciate justification until we appreciate the problems involved in that question. Is God majestic in holiness and justice? 
Is he the one who will by no means clear the guilty? Is his spotless purity, his blazing holiness, his burning wrath a reality? On the other hand, are we vile, guilty sinners? Have we fully deserved the wages of sin, death? If we have seriously asked and answered such questions, then you shall really appreciate the question, how can we be right with God? The Bible confronts us with this question in the most explicit way. Psalm 130, verse 3, If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? Psalm 143, verse 2, And do not enter into judgment with your servant, for in your sight no man living is righteous. Romans 3, 19 and 20, Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be closed and all the world may become accountable to God. Because by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Unjust judgment is an abomination to God. Proverbs 17:15 makes this clear. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. He is the judge and he must judge justly. This being the case, how shall we escape his eternal condemnation? That is the great question, which must be answered by and addressed in the doctrine of justification. How can a sinful man be just before the holy God?